The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you here. Monday. Wow, we're almost out of January already. Is that incredible? Time goes by just outrageously fast. 888-900-3393. State of the Union uh, address will be tomorrow. And apparently the president's going to try to get out of the shadow of this Russia investigation, which I think he kind of already is. This is really more about the Democrats now than it is him. I mean, they've got nothing. They've, they've never shared anything that makes it look like <clears throat> they're onto something with him. So he plans to use this address to cite economic progress under his watch. And uh, apparently he's going to push for bipartisanship, which, frankly, I don't want. <laughs> Anybody want bipartisanship? <laughs> Why? Uh, that's the last thing I want. We've had a century of bipartisanship, and right? it's gotten us nowhere. It's gotten us here. <laughs> yeah. White House said Sunday that the president would point to a robust economy, low unemployment, uh, the tax overhaul, <clears throat> and how well that's working. And it is working well. Ask business leaders. Uh, the guy from Home Depot hmm. is uh, really strong on that. Bernie Marcus. Yes. I thought, I, do we have? Let's see. Yeah, we do have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's co-founder with with the guy from Atlanta, right? Yeah, uh, um, they're both from Atlanta. But Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank, who used his Home Depot fortune to buy the Atlanta Falcons, Bernie Marcus has built um, a nice aquarium. Has he? Yeah, it's very nice in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's a very conservative uh, individual. This Bernie Marcus, and and uh, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk the about. Opposite. I don't want to talk about Arthur Blank's politics. I want to talk about he's, his football team. He's the opposite. Okay. Uh, but anyway, here is a uh, co-founder uh, on the tax cuts and Democrats response to him. People are sitting down now and figuring out their future. They're saying, look, we now have this amount of money that we didn't have before. Where could we intelligently re- remember? This is not the U.S. government. When they make an investment, they do it because there's got to be a return on invested capital. The U.S. government spends it because they have it. So they're going to do smart things. They're going to make hmm. smart moves, and that'll take a period of time, just like the small businesses. This is not going to, it's not going to tear overnight. Corporations no. are not going to open 14 buildings overnight. Come on, give me a break. You've got to use your brains. <laughs> I, I mean, Democrats, use your stupid brains. You don't have any brains <laughs> no, and understand no, what no, happens. No, Bernie, be nice. Listen, you're calmer than I am. I, you know, I've been, watching, I've been watching this scene take place for a while, right. and, and I, don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get their thinking. Uh, now, now, Bernie, now, now, be nice. <laughs> they're certainly not they're calling for impeachment all the time they're they're saying that the guy's out of his mind he's insane he's he's lost his noodle now 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 be nice be nice pat come on man Ugh, agonizing it's it's that's pretty refreshing to to see some 
a major business owner say the things he just said. And, and he talked about how $1,000 means a lot sure to does. most people. Absolutely. I mean, who, what kind of elitist thinks $1,000 is like a kick in the butt? Uh, Nancy Pelosi said it was peanuts. And, you know, people got pissed off at that. It's so frustrating because they will fight tooth and nail for a couple bucks more an hour. Yes. Minimum wage. But, oh, my gosh. Don't no no you can't throw a thousand dollar check at them that's peanuts come on stop it it's the 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 partisanship is yeah that's on is. such a scale you know they're continually uh, accusing Trump of what was it I saw over the week hyper partisanship oh what the guy bends over backward to get along with Democrats invited them to the immigration discussion he didn't have to do that didn't have to do that at all. With the majority in the Congress, why? Why include the Democrats? They're just going to have to go along with any deal or pay the price for it. But instead, he was bipartisan. I didn't even want him to be, and he was. So so he's a heck of a lot more bipartisan than Barack Obama ever was. Just, I mean, it's not even close. So the State of the Union tomorrow should be should be fascinating. The president is going to talk about how America is back, according to White House Legislative Director Mark Short. The president's also going to make an appeal to Democrats to say we need to rebuild our country and to make an appeal that to do infrastructure, we need to do it in a bipartisan way. Ugh. <laughs> That's going to agonize me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the infrastructure bipartisan thing. I don't want to hear it. And that's that was Obama's battle cry the whole time, the infrastructure and and how our roads and bridges and airports are falling apart. Where, I mean, are, are, there's sporadic problems here and there, but in a country this size, there's going to be. I don't have the impression, and I've been to some international airports. Are they any better than the ones we have? Not that I can tell. I mean. <laughs> Our airports, did anybody have a problem with any of the airports you land in? I don't care. <laughs> mm. They may not be palaces. Most of them are pretty nice, though. Go to Denver's. It's it's new. It's nice. Yeah. Mm, fairly new. What is it, 15, 20 years old now, probably? Mm. Um, You know, you go to DFW, which has been there for a long time. It's fine. You mm. can get good food there. Really? Which is kind of what I base it on. Wow, see, I, yeah. I, I go to the airport on a full stomach because I'm too cheap to buy anything inside those gates. Oh, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely believe that. So, but, yeah, you're right. I, I, I visit a lot of airports, and mm-hmm. as you were saying that, I was racking my brain here. Yeah. No, they're all really nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just... I have any problem with the airports. I, even Detroit's is nice. <clears throat> I don't know if I've been and That's saying Detroit's. something. Oh, wait. No, they had one incident there. But other than that one incident... What was the incident they had uh, in Detroit? There was... Uh, Someone uh, putting um, bodily fluids in the uh, soap dispenser in the men's room. Uh, <laughs> what? But other than that, other really? than that little problem, it it's was kind of icky. It's very. Did they catch the person doing that? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I think that's still uh. an open case. <laughs> but other a, than that, a recent situation? Yeah, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. People are so weird. Why would you even? Why would you think to do that? Why would you then mm-hmm. act on doing that? How would you? I mean, you gotta. You must have a long layover. 
And people are coming in and out all right. the time, uh, and they're just watching you do that. Come on, just I really strange. But the infrastructure at Detroit's airport really nice. Other than that, okay. yeah, there's not a there's not a problem. I don't think. I mean, not the way it's made out to be. Could we stand some new? I mean, we're continually under construction on our freeways. I don't even want any more construction on our freeways. Everything is being worked on simultaneously, it seems. And for years on end, ever since we got here, I-35W, which is the (laughs) western version of I-35, then there's an eastern version. One runs through Fort Worth, one runs through Dallas. It's been under construction (laughs) since long before we got here. That was six years ago. Yes, yes. Could you, for the love of heaven, finish it? And I want to change the names. I, I know this. Uh, if you're anywhere near the DFW Metroplex, um, you'll understand this. You can't name an interstate 35W and 35E and have them run north-south and not east-west. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> but, yes, that, that, that thing, Pat, I'm not exaggerating. What you're talking about with that interstate, um, yeah. that thing is slow oh. at 10 o'clock yeah, at it night. Matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And and miraculously, you know, you'll think, okay, it's going to take me an hour and 45 minutes to get to to Fort Worth. So you leave. And then for whatever reason, it's miraculously empty that time. And then when you give yourself just enough time, Mm -hmm. then you're sitting on the freeway for two hours. (laughs) It drives me out of my mind, which is why I hate going to Fort Worth. Yeah, plan an alternate route every time. Every time. Make it the route. And and you know, every city has has that situation going on in it. So I I guess that's the kind of infrastructure they're talking about. But I mean, we've been working to remedy that for a really long time. A long time. And uh to the point where it's kind of irritating by now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, but you know you still have the Democrats criticizing. Even after Home Depot uh, founder has spoken out, uh, Chuck Schumer criticized the bonuses the companies are giving. Here's what he had to say: When the American people learn that some of them are not getting anything, some of them getting raises, and the rest are getting crumbs. And big corporations and wealthy individuals are getting nice fat pieces of pie. They're going to be outraged. They are already. No, no, they're not. No, they're excited by the fact that this is spurring the economy, douche. (laughs) Thank you. I can't take it. They all got together and decided, okay, uh, what are we going to do about this popular, really popular tax cut? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll say it's crumbs. That's what we'll do. We'll all use the word they're giving us crumbs. Well, what did Obama give us? Increases Mm -hmm. for the most part. We didn't even get crumbs from Obama. And so they get together and do this crumb talk. I I think it's the source of the funds. They see this tax money as theirs. Oh, they do. And so, oh, oh my gosh, you can't be taking do. money that we were anticipating on burning through. And they did the same thing when Bush gave us the tax cuts mm-hmm. in 2001. Yeah. Oh, that's not much. Oh, a $600 check in the mail, whatever. 
and you're costing us it, that's, money. That's what it is. No, we're not costing you anything. But if it's an increase in the minimum wage, oh, well, then it's coming from big business. So they're fine with that source of the funds. Screw you. I, I, I hate the fact that the Republicans can't defend tax cuts. I, I hate the fact that they can't speak out and spin this the proper way for the American people. I mean, I think most Americans understand it's a good thing. I mean, it's not as good as I would have wanted it to be. But it's better than a swift kick in the teeth, and it's not crumbs. When you're getting a $1,000 bonus from your company, that's significant. Maybe not to these millionaires in office, like Nancy Pelosi, but to the average American, it's huge. 888 Speaking of major money, uh, buying and selling your house, probably one of the biggest things you'll do in your life. And a couple of years ago, uh, it was like 2010 or 11, Glenn and Tanya had a really hard time selling their house in Connecticut. The, the market was terrible. They didn't have a great agent. Uh, they could never get the traffic through the house that they needed to get the things sold. And it just dragged on and on and on. And so it gave them an idea. What if we get together with real estate agents all over the country and... We actually rigorously qualify these people to find out, you know, things like how much experience do they have? What's their marketing plan? What kind of character do they have? And what kind of results do they get for their clients? And then we find the best ones and throw in this little caveat. they got to be fans of the show, too, so that they share our values. It's exactly what they did, and it's exactly why realestateagentsitrust.com found the best 1,200 agents all over America. If you're looking to sell your home fast and for the most money, or maybe you want to buy, get a hold of real estate agents I trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with real estate agents I trust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Grammys were last night. If anybody's interested, I really wasn't nope. interested enough to nope. watch them. But I was kind of curious as to who won. I, I don't know why I don't listen to any of this stuff anymore. I know very little of this music. I do know Bruno Mars, because he's actually pretty good. And his song, 24K Magic, won for Record of the Year. Hmm. Song of the Year, That's What I Like, by Christopher Brody Brown. I, I don't know who that is. Hmm. Best new artist, Alicia Cara. Huh. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Yeah, right? I know. I, I didn't Have I not been talking and singing Alicia Cara's praises for how long now? Oh, good. Certainly since, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. Uh, best pop solo performance, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Hmm. I, I've heard that before, but I wanted to remember exactly what song that was. Looked it up. It's got 3.1 billion views. 3.1 billion. Billion. <clears throat> I don't. I, I think they monetize after you hit a million or five million or something, doesn't it? On YouTube, you, you, uh, but I don't know if you have to set something up in order for that to happen, 
or does it just automatically happen when you get those kinds of views? Well, I don't know. But YouTube can be pretty lucrative for some people. I'm going to look that up right now. Best pop duo or group performance? Feel It Still by Portugal, the man. <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm so, uh, feel It Still uh-huh. by Portugal, period, the man. Oh, Oh, well, of course. But yeah, Portugal. Look, period, if, if you need man. help with band names, I've got a stockpile I could uh, loan to you. Best traditional pop vocal album? Uh, Michael Buble was nominated here, and he didn't win. Mm. Went to Tony Bennett Celebrates 90? Come on! <laughs> Tony Bennett was a good singer at one point. There's a bit uh, Wow. Plus, he's mean. Yeah. Just downright mean. I've heard. Glenn and I... Uh, Interviewed him. <clears throat> Had to be about 1990, 91, in there somewhere. Got him on the show. We were really excited because, I mean, you know, our parents grew we, we grew up with our parents listening to the guy. And having been subjected to uh, artists that hate doing old songs, people like David Cassidy, who wouldn't do I Think I Love You, didn't even want to be asked to do I Think I Love You, we were a little <clears throat> reticent to ask him to do... Uh, I left my heart in San Francisco. And so uh, Glenn said, hey, I, I don't know how you feel about doing that if, if you want, if you still like this song. But so you were nice about it. You yeah. didn't just say, do it, do it, do it. Right. <laughs> and so he said, so would you mind doing? Why would I mind? It's the big, biggest song I ever had. Why would I mind? <laughs> what kind of moron would think I would mind doing my best song? Wow. Well, okay. Whoa, whoa. It's just the opposite, huh? Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Tony. Uh, does your doctor say caffeine makes you nervous? Hey, Mr. Bipolar. Uh, <laughs> Good grief. Tone it down. <sighs> uh, so anyway, he won for uh, Tony Bennett Celebrates 90, which must mean he's also 90. Huh. Best pop vocal album went to Ed Sheeran. So, uh, oh, best dance electronic album? 3D, the catalog by Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk? Hmm. They were together like mid-70s when I was growing up. They did that song, uh, Bon, 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 Otto, Bon, and they're still doing stuff to this? Wow. That's... Well, I am so disconnected from everything you're speaking of other than uh, Buble and Bennett there. Uh, so how did the National do? They had an album come out last year. Did that band uh, do anything? It's a pretty good album. Yes, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's weird that you mentioned that. Oh, cool. Best alternative music album? What? Sl- Sleep Well Beast, The National. I am so happy now. Thank you. I'm happy to happy to help. Wow, that's pretty cool. Best R and B performance. That's mm. what I like. Bruno Mars. Uh huh. Best traditional R and B performance. Redbone by Childish Childish Gambino. I mean, I've got all Childish stuff. Do you now? Oh, just share share just the like whole catalog. No, I, mean, I just want your take on say mm-hmm. one of their albums. Uh, Childish Gambino's albums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really good. Really good, huh? Really, okay. Really good. And that's really thorough. Very good. It's got a, you know, it's all got a great beat. It's easy to dance to. Sure. So. Best rock song went to Run by the Foo Fighters. That's mm. a band I know, but I, yeah. don't, I don't know the song. I didn't know they had new stuff. Boy, I need to get Be- Best rock album, A Deeper Understanding by The War on Drugs. Oh, yeah. I need to look into them. Thanks. Uh, best urban contemporary album, Starboy by The Weeknd. Hmm. Did we run out of names for people? And then now they're naming themselves after... Uh, days of the week or parts of the week. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, oh. is that necessary? Okay, we used to name our bands like the Platters. Yeah, 
Which made more sense. No. Boston. You name him after the city from which you come. Dumb. Uh, best R&B album, 24K Magic. Bruno, Bruno Mars had a good night last night. So, uh, And he's one of the few of people that I even know of. In How did U2 do with their uh U2 was not uh, nominated, but they did appear apparently because I, I read a review that <clears throat> they were on the show three times and it really irritated whoever wrote the article because they're not relevant somehow. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, they're not relevant. Back up. They should have. They should have had some featured more of Kendrick Lamar and all of those people. Mm. Uh, and he was very offended that U two, one of the one of the best bands of all time, was actually featured on the Grammy Awards. Yeah, and and just for the record, Kendrick Lamar was on their last album. So again, I say back off. And that's what pissed him off in part because <laughs> he he thought that uh, Kendrick Lamar shouldn't have shared the stage with anybody, and especially not a rundown old band like U two. Who's this guy? <laughs> I, I gotta look. Where does he live? Where I does he sleep? I need find to find his, this cat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you do have to set up your YouTube account in order uh, in to order make to get money. paid. Yeah. There's like steps involved, words, words. Uh, and know. does it say when it starts paying off? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you okay. want? Like a thorough um, no, response? No. To, no. Uh, Why would I want something thorough? No. I guess a million subscribers, maybe. I just That's see what this, it starts? Well, I just see this headline uh, just now. It says, how to make money on YouTube without a million subscribers. I don't know. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Uh, good grief. You get 7 million subscribers, you make about 3.1 million. You get 10 million subscribers, 4.2 million. 8 million, 30.4 million. Wow. Something like this. This is just estimates, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm just kind of scanning this article. Wow. But uh, that would be more money than I make. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can think of something to do with it. I mean, if people do really <clears throat> stupid things, what about the, the guy who, um, PewDiePie, he reviews video games and he, ha- he has 60 million followers, 60 million. Uh, there was an article about how much money he made. It's well into the millions and, uh, people got mad at him for, for making so much money because they don't and he does doing something stupid. And he's like, well, you do it then, too. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. Mm-hmm. Get a YouTube channel and do something that people like. <laughs> that was a pretty good explanation. Yeah, my kids actually um, over the weekend turned me on to this, uh, this guy. I do not subscribe to stuff, but uh, there's a guy named Mark Rober who mm-hmm. I guess uh, tests out stuff. And uh, tests what like yeah, toys? Or? Yeah, like um, yeah, I've the only toy watched... thing is a weird phenomenon because they just take it out of the package and play with it. It's, I've only and watched... they'll have millions of viewers for that. Yeah, I've only watched a couple of his videos, but he basically just put fake roadkill out on the out on the road to see how people would react. And oh. then the other one I watched was was it um, entertaining? Oh yeah, it was very entertaining. Okay. But the one that was unbelievably entertaining was he set up um, this uh, racetrack, a little like Mattel type racetrack mm-hmm. around his house. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just put like GoPro cameras everywhere and cameras on the vehicles and stuff, and they would go through fire and underwater. And I'd watch that. That's a good idea. It was fascinating. Yes, that's Mark a, Rober. That's a great idea. Yeah, see, there's some creative people doing. Yeah, he's stuff. up to two point nine four seven million subscribers, of which I'm one of. Seems like he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Seems like very creative. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but the, just a. Safety tip for you at home. If you're looking for a way to make money, there's one. Come up with a great idea that people like to look at on YouTube, and you could become a millionaire, too. 
this a great country or what? We got to figure something out, man. Because <laughs> I mean, seriously, radio's not cutting it. Seriously, there's got to be out. something we can do, right? To um, to garner 10 million subscribers. Yeah, we'll do. We'll put that together and see if Jeffio eats stuff. Launch it. Hmm? Oh well, I mean, is there any mystery to that? I think there's got to be a little mystery. Oh to it. yeah, okay. Watch Jeffy eat isn't going <laughs> to quite get the clicks. <laughs> I don't think it will. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 888-933-93. Also, on the Grammys last night, they, of course, had to politicize it. And uh, Hillary Clinton was a part of all that. We'll share her unbelievable video. In fact, there was a couple weird videos from Hillary over the weekend. Uh, we'll share those with you coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, the Seattle soda tax is going really well, as is Philadelphia's. Business owners love it. Do they? Oh my gosh, they just love it because they don't have to do as much work now because they have a lot fewer customers, <laughs> and they love that. They love it when you know they can relax at work a little bit. <laughs> Here are some uh, business owners in Seattle making their case uh, about how wonderful the soda tax is for them. A group that opposes Seattle's sweetened beverage tax made their case today in West Seattle. Recently, recently really released economic studies in Philadelphia, Cook County, and Berkeley make abundantly clear that the beverage tax is a loser. These cities are losing jobs and losing tax revenue while having nowhere near the health benefits that they promised. What? That is the group Keep Seattle <laughs> Livable for All. Small business owners talked about the impact of the tax and say shoppers often go outside of city limits to shop. No. They claim that's costing them lost revenue and customers and claim <laughs> it is unfair to put the burden of correcting a health problem on them. The group uh -huh. called on the Seattle City Council to rethink the tax. Seattle collects 1.75 cents per ounce on any sweetened beverage sold in the city. Money raised mm -hmm. is intended to improve education and healthy eating within city limits. I mean, that's fairly steep. Think of that. If it's 10 ounces, that's 17 and a half cents, and you can't charge a half cent, so you know they're rounding up to 18. Uh, that's ridiculous. 18 cents per can? And then, you know, when you're obviously buying cases, it really adds up. That's that thing Costco did to point out to customers, hey, just FYI, we'd love to charge you this, but... And they told them where to go, what Costco to go to, in order to not have to pay the extra money. And who could have seen this coming, Pat? Uh, I don't know. Everyone? <laughs> everyone. With, uh, with, with eyes. <laughs> so, you did have to have eyes, perhaps, to be able to see it coming. Uh... I don't know. It just—it's so ridiculous. You don't do this to uh, 
things that are not I mean, could it be harmful if you drink enough soda? Yeah, it, it could make you gain weight, I guess. It's not the most healthy thing. Why don't you let us regulate that, though? I mean, you can drink soda and be fine if you're reasonable about it. There's, there's no reason to have to do this to things like sugary drinks. Stop it. You're not our mother. Stop acting like it. Uh, also, over the weekend, Hillary... Uh, was asked to do a shout-out to some group. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, I don't know, she had a restaurant or something? She's somewhere. And she's approached by these people to say, hey, Hillary, will you do this little feminist shout-out? And she does. Here it is. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your feminism, for your activism, Mm -hmm. and all I can hope is you keep up the really important good work. Can you say the name of the activist bitches supporting bitches? <laughs> and let me just say, this is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. <laughs> so let's go. Really? <laughs> let me just say, uh, this is to the activist bitches supporting bitches. Um, isn't that, like, insulting to women? Hmm. Uh, weren't we supposed to stop calling women bitches? Yeah, I don't. No, what's going on there? Isn't that part of the problem in rap music? Mm. Weren't they under fire a little bit for using that term all the time? And weren't women demanding that we stop using the term all the time? I also believe it's now a prerequisite um, after a clip we had last week that you can't use the word bitches without using the word guillotine in front of it. (laughs) It's guillotine time, bitches. Yeah, we found that out last week. That was uh, (laughs) an incredible discovery. And it's even better when Hillary Clinton is just so easily swayed into, yeah, okay, I'll just say that. Okay. Can you use your noodle a little bit? <sighs> Plus, they used her at the Grammy because the Grammys had to be completely political. You know, it's not about music. It's it's about their activism. And so, uh, what's his name? Corden? What's his first name? You're looking over at me? Yeah. Shouldn't have. Oh, the host guy, right? The host. Is it Tom or something? Yeah, or? No, it's not Tom Gordon. Bill? No. Joe? No. Martin? No. I think Ferdinand. it's Horatio. Horatio Gordon. Okay. Uh, he did this real funny video clip oh boy. where uh, the some of the people in the Grammys James. were reading Fire and Fury, which is a totally discredited book about Donald Trump. So he thought it'd be funny to have people read passages from it and bring Hillary in at the very end as a stunning, stunning surprise. It's Hillary Clinton! She got some free time. Oh, wow. Oh, that's agonizing. She has the book in front of her like, oh, this is going to be a big time reveal. Wait till I pull the book down and they see it's me. Because nobody recognized that nails on a chalkboard voice coming out of the pipes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, your 15 minutes, I'm sorry, your 25 years of fame, it's up. Please go away. I want her to so badly. So, Quarter of a century in our brains. We want you out. Uh, (sighs) And to to read from this book as if it's some Bible about all of the failings of uh, Donald Trump, it's already been completely discredited. I don't know if there's a true thing in the stupid book. And they're acting like, okay, we're really going to hurt him with this. And now here's a big payoff with Hillary reading from it. Ugh, that's agonizing. 888 Alex in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Um, hey. 
wanted to talk about the taxes. Uh huh. I think you'll speak to there. Um, you mean the, cr- the crumbs that we're getting? No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about the level of taxation in this country. Okay. Let's not even go to that point. All right. Let's go to the point where she said, and it's going to be taxed anyways. Mm-hmm. So let's let's look at the facts. Uh, I think it was 2014, maybe it was 2012, somewhere in that time frame. I saw a report from the government itself. The numbers came straight from the IRS. Every paycheck in this country added up to $9.6 trillion. Now that's the burger flipper all the way to the highest paid CEO, their W-2s. That's what it came to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you take every tax in this country, and that's not including stupid tax like speeding tickets and you know, moving violations and your citations for you not mowing your yard and all the other stupid taxes. Mm-hmm. Just straight up property tax, income tax, social security tax, FICA tax, Medicaid tax, sales tax, and everything in between came to $6.4 trillion. That's 66% of every dollar this country makes consumed in taxes. Now they want more. Yes. At what point are you a slave? At what point do you become a slave? When, do you, when does your fruits of your labor taken away at what point is that considered slavery? Uh, I think a long time ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. then they want more. It's not enough. No, it's never Two enough. Third is still not enough. Yeah. When will enough be enough? Um, that's that's the question for some reason that Republicans won't ask the Democrats, and I I don't understand it, Alex, because they're always saying that the rich don't pay their fair share. The people, well, what is their fair share? Let's determine that now. Once and for all, tell me what the fair share is for every group of people in this country. And then let's <clears throat> let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do it. See how that works out for you. I mean, appreciate the call. You could take every penny from all rich people in this country, it's still not gonna is it's not gonna be enough. It's never enough for the Democrats. So When's it enough? Never. <laughs> when was it theft? A long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. I mean, that's the same thing with property taxes. <clears throat> when do you really own your property? Well, you don't because you pay rent to the government, the local municipality, every year <clears throat> if you want to stay there. <laughs> you could actually pay off your house mm-hmm. and still have a pretty sizable uh, contribution to the government every single month. <clears throat> you know, because that never goes away. Once you paid off your principal and, and uh, interest, there's still uh, that wonderful property tax. Hmm. Uh, my parents paid off uh, the house that they lived in a long time, like 1980 or something. So they had, you know, the last 37 years before um, before my mom died. My, my dad died about 20 years ago. My mom died last year. Uh, so, but they continued to pay... I think it was a thousand dollars a month or something. This is Helena, Montana. Every month for a paid-off house that's been paid for almost forty years. What? I mean, that's just madness. Oh. Why does the government think they they have that coming to them? It's just it's robbery. It's theft. And what percentage of that? Yeah, absolutely. It's immoral. Immoral. What percentage of that goes to um, the local school district? That, yeah, uh, you a scant little that you may or may not be uh, taking. Yeah. Uh, do you think my yourself? parents, uh, after we all left the house in 1979, all of us were gone? Nope. Uh, how much did they use the public school system? Uh, not that much. 
<laughs> really? Really? Not that much. Yeah. Huh. A surprisingly little. It seems like they would go up there just on the weekends to hang out. No, it <laughs> yeah, wasn't what they did. I don't think they did that very often. Oh, yeah. Kind of picky. And that as way. a homeschool parent, I'm a little bitter myself on the other end of the age spectrum. Yeah. So not that far. As off. somebody who homeschooled for 23 years and never used the system, mm-hmm. and I'm not bitter about this at all, <clears throat> they refused to allow my children to to participate in extracurricular activities. Thank you. <laughs> they they absolutely refused to allow them in and i said i'm paying for this what do you mean they can't be a part yeah. of it yeah you're paying for the field the uniform the books there everything but i'd be damned if you're able to use the school for yourself yeah drives me out of my mind daniel in florida you're on the blaze hi hey thanks hey. for having me yep. so this issue with the sugar tax out in seattle mm-hmm. kind of brings up a an old uh pain in my butt so here we have all these democrats and everything they don't like that they want us to do less of, mm-hmm. they tax it. They tax it sugar, alcohol, tobacco, anything they want to get rid of. Okay? Right. And they say it's for our own good. Okay. So they turn around and they tax businesses as heavily as possible. And, with the, and right out the other side of their mouth, they tell a totally different story and say, oh, but this tax won't hurt business. It won't reduce jobs. It won't suppress pay. Mm-hmm. It, it, the kind of mental gymnastics required to say that and not know that you're lying requires such an incredible amount of insanity or self-delusion. Makes me want to just grit your teeth to hear it. Yeah, except I think they do know they're lying. I I think they realize that it does hurt business. It can't do anything but hurt businesses, and. And it's not going to benefit the city because the city's not going to get the revenue. People are going to go elsewhere. Pathetic. It's it's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Daniel. 888 More Pac Ray Unleashed uh, coming up in a second. Um, Dallas was 11 degrees. New York, 9 degrees. Minneapolis, 2 below zero. <laughs> Winter is in full swing and your HVAC system is working overtime. The temperatures have been really cold. They turned around a little bit in uh, Dallas recently, but it's getting cold again this week. So if you aren't properly maintaining your filters, you're not only breathing unhealthy air, you just might find yourself with no heat and thousands of dollars worth of repairs. But there's a better way. It's called FilterBuy.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. FilterBuy.com carries over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options if you need, and they're all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. They have a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so you know you're going to be removing all the dangerous pollen and mold and dust from your air. Plus, right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never have to worry about when to order filters again. Save money. Save time. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's B-U-Y.com. FilterBuy.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here. I am. And so are you. Thanks for being here. 888-933-93. Guess it was inevitable. Chief Wahoo, the longtime logo of the Indians, will be gone after the upcoming season. According to the New York Times, the Cleveland Indians will, will disassociate themselves with the logo and will no longer wear it on their uniforms or their caps after this coming year. Hmm. It's been a flashpoint for the team for several years, drawing criticism, lawsuits from Native American groups who consider it racist. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. They've been hold, able to hold out this, this long. No kidding. <clears throat> and actually, I haven't heard any... Maybe in Cleveland there's a big outcry, but I, I've heard very little about this stuff lately. Why? Why now? Chief Wahoo, in one rendition or another, has been worn on Indians uniforms since 1947. <clears throat> the owner Bill Veek made it part of the team's uniform. Walter Goldbach, uh, a 17-year-old draftsman, designed the first logo. And uh, Goldbach was 88 years old when he died this last December. Uh, It's recently drawn some criticism from Commissioner Rob Manfred. Owner Paul Dolan and Manfred have met several times since 2016 to discuss it. When Manfred awarded the Indians the 2019 All-Star Game, it seemed unlikely that any Cleveland player participating in it would be wearing a Chief Wahoo on their uniforms. So... Are they going to be able to continue to call themselves the Indians, <laughs> That's though? That's what I was I wondering. Mean, you're still the Indians. The Cleveland Native Americans take the field. Right? Come on. Now, I mean, yeah, sure, you know, Chief Wahoo is this, you know, caricature, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But he's no Chief Nakahoma, who the Braves uh, mascot used to be back in the day. He, he'd stay out in a teepee mm. out in the center field, left center field. And when the, when the Braves needed to rally, he would come out of his teepee and do a little rain dance and... <laughs> It was bad. Really? Yeah, it was fun, all, but it was All bad. of that happened? Yeah, Chief Nakahoma. And so how long ago did that go away? Ah, mid-80s, probably late-80s. Chief Nak, see what he did there? Nakahoma. Oh, Nakahomer. Okay. Oh, that is really insensitive. Let's see if I can find. Here we go. Chief Nakahomer. <laughs> yeah. So like Nakahome run. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he would, uh, yeah, he'd come out there and he'd watch the game you a little bit. You can't use a name like that. <laughs> What kind of hateful hatred is that? Mm. Hate mongering. Well, I mean, it's the South. I mean, we're just, it's how we're bred, Pat. I mean, we're just born that way. And, uh, you know. It's probably racist to even laugh at that. I, that's amazing. Look at this picture. He would come out of his little teepee there and do a little dance out there in the Alps. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. Had a little black and white TV in there and uh, picked up uh, Channel 17 out of Atlanta. <laughs> It is surprising that the Indians have been able to endure in Cleveland. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, the Seminoles at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um and and yet the others, I mean, how many how many high schools have changed the names of their mascots and their nickname? Mm-hmm. Millions. St. John's used to be the Redmen, right? Now they're the Red Storm or something. That's right. Uh so if you're a small school in the NCAA, You've had to change. But if you're Florida State, you can continue. I mean, and they do that they do that chant with the, yeah, the tomahawk, tomahawk chop, yeah. chop mm-hmm. thing. That's insensitive, isn't it? Why why do they continue to do that? Looks like uh, Chief Nakahoma Nakahoma. packed up his uh, TP in nineteen eighty six after that season.
and somehow the Braves have functioned. And why are they? Why are the Braves okay? Especially with the liberal owner. Well, why can they be called the Braves? That's the Falcons have the liberal owner. It's a just a oh. group that owns the Braves now. But oh, I, you're thinking about Ted Turner. Is that what yes. you're referring to? Yeah, yes. no, he sold them all. The Braves when literally. When did he sell? Well, the Braves won the World Series in October of 1995, and I believe by mm-hmm. November he was signing off the papers to get rid of them. Because literally oh, wow. he was not the owner when the 96 season started, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, there you go. The Atlanta Braves, uh, Cleveland Indians. I am surprised that they're around uh, with those nicknames as well. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, it seems that they're starting to embrace that uh, that logo, though the the old Braves logo. In fact, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of where I was, but I was surprised how much merchandise um, featured that. I gotta remember. But uh, anyway, uh, the Atlanta Braves logo is next. The old school one that they yeah, pull out be. every now and then. Now the Florida State Seminoles continue to say that most of the Seminoles support the name. They're not offended by it. And and when you do these surveys and they've they've done the survey quite a few times it always comes back like 90 percent of native americans are not offended by it so maybe that's how some of them hold out but they're just so much pressure from everybody else from these progressives and liberals that want to be that want to be offended on behalf of native americans that usually the name has to go away we've got several high schools in texas there's one in the area where i live uh that are the indians and their logo and Indians name is on a water tower that rises above the area. I drive by that too. And I, think I don't know how they can do that. These, these thoughts of, wow, I can't believe that hasn't been sanitized yet. Every time I drive by it, I think, mm-hmm. how is that still up there? Yeah. I, I guess just because it's Texas. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's amazing. But you know, because we have to be offended on their behalf, even if they're not offended. Right. There's got to be a fence taken. So, uh, interesting that the Indians will be dropping their logo, but not apparently their name. Well, how about the um, How about BYU's mm-hmm. rival, the Utah uh, Running Utes, Utes? Right? I yeah. mean, that's a tribe name. Yes, it is. So, I mean, can like context doesn't matter anymore. And what do it you doesn't mean? matter if you are showing respect. It's the fact that you dare use that name and you're a pale face. And what do you mean, Running Utes? Uh, are you saying that Indians run all the time? That's that's a stereotype. Yeah, you can't say they're running yeah. from you because wow. then, oh, are they scared of you? You can't say they're running toward you. Oh, are they savages? What are they? Running Utes. And, of course, the caricature uh, of the little leprechaun for the Notre Dame Fighting <laughs> Irish, that will never be a problem. Yeah, he's white. Because he's white. He's white. Yeah, he's white. Kind of makes, uh, kind of offends me with my Irish heritage that uh, Irish people are depicted as small little drunken fighters. All the time with their fists up, ready to fight at the drop of a hat. Huh. You okay? I mean, no. you seem affected. No, I'm not. Like, you really seem affected over there. I'm a little worried. Tears are beginning to form in the I corners of my eyes. Not allergies? No. I don't have allergies. Okay. I am, I'm sincerely hurt right now. Wow. Just thinking about it. I wish I hadn't even remembered that. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish wow. has uh, set you off. Set me off badly. You want to go protest? Yes. What are you doing the rest of the afternoon? Protesting. Okay, let's go. Triple eight. 933.93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. 888-900-3393. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, some of the crumbs from companies giving $1,000 bonuses and giving people raises. Uh, just crumbs. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all the Democrats <clears throat> are out bad-mouthing the tax uh, cuts even though businesses are actually taking advantage of them and passing the savings along to their employees. I can't remember the last time I heard something like that happening. It's been, it's been a while. So they took that uh, 14% cut in taxes, and they're funneling it back to their employees. Those evil big businesses, they yeah. strike again. So... Democrats continue to spin it as, well, it's mostly uh, mostly a benefit for the rich, and the, the big companies, well, yeah, who are passing the savings along to their employees and reinvesting in their business. Unbelievable. It's just really unbelievable. Because the upper tax bracket got what? A 2% cut? Big yeah, deal. Was, yeah. Big deal. Minimal. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, also... German car makers are coming under fire this week because they helped finance experiments that saw humans and monkeys exposed to diesel fumes uh, that have been linked to asthma, lung disease, and heart attacks. The disclosure sparked widespread outrage, led by uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel, who strongly condemned the latest controversy. These tests on monkeys and even humans are in no way ethically justified. Her administration said. Kind of ironic. Germany is taking that stand. Isn't uh, it, though? A little upset about uh, animal testing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they reported that a uh, research group funded by Volkswagen, Daimler, and BMW ordered a study in Germany measuring the effects of inhaling nitrogen oxide gases on 25 healthy human beings. Oh. Who's going to sign up for that? No kidding. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and inhale nitrogen oxide. Why not? Because uh, it could be really bad for you, maybe. Uh, revelation came just at, days after the New York Times wrote that the same organization carried out some tests on monkeys in the United States in 2014. Volkswagen has apologized for the animal testing, and they distanced themselves from all forms of animal abuse. Yeah, it's a little late. After the outrage, you distanced yourselves. It was uh, Volkswagen's admission in 2015 that it had manipulated 11 million diesel cars with cheating software to make them seem less polluting than they were. Mm -hmm. Wow. All German car makers scrambled to distance themselves from the uh, research. We're now appalled by the extent of the studies and their implementation. I haven't heard about testing on monkeys for a long time. And I certainly haven't heard about testing on human beings in this way. 
Wow. Participants were exposed for several hours to various levels of nitrogen dioxide, the most toxic form of nitrogen oxide, and commonly found in diesel exhaust. Yeah, just go in a room and breathe this diesel exhaust for eh, three, three and a half hours. Got to make rent. Okay. All right. What do you pay me? Ten bucks an hour? All right. So that's 30 bucks just for breathing diesel fumes? <laughs> uh, count me in. Do I have to do anything? I just have to breathe? <laughs> I got to go in there and just breathe? Okay. I can I didn't do that. <laughs> Who does that? I guess really either ignorant people. Or very, very desperate people for money. Uh, Stephanie Wheel, whose state holds two seats on VW's supervisory board, said the experiments are absurd and disgusting and they'll have lasting impact on the public's trust in the auto industry. So hopefully that's not going to spread to the United States. Uh, that would suck if... If U.S. manufacturers are doing that, I kind of think uh, that we should probably be beyond that a little bit. Maybe that's naive of me, but uh, I would assume U.S. auto manufacturers are not doing that. Uh, meanwhile, the Trump national security officials are considering an incredible new policy, a federal takeover of a portion of the nation's mobile network to guard against China or anybody else from hacking into it. This is going to end well. That's obviously <clears throat> how this is being spun. 5G. Okay, we're at 4G LTE now. And so that's the the service that you have mm-hmm. that's in your built into your mobile phone. Uh, so that you don't have to be hooked up into a wireless network. You could just, it comes through the air. Well, 5G is about to uh, happen. And it's supposedly a hundred times faster than 4G. A hundred times faster. Hmm. So the Trump administration is using the excuse that, well, we don't want China to hack in on hack into the to our system. So <laughs> uh, what if we take it what if we take control of the 5G network? Sounds like an Obama plan. It does. That's terrible. Oh. This is not a good idea. Um We've got our hands on a PowerPoint deck and a memo, both produced by senior National Security Council officials, presented recently to senior officials at other agencies in the Trump administration. The documents say America needs a centralized, nationwide 5G network within three years. Hmm. There will be a fierce debate inside the Trump administration and an outcry from the industry over the next six to eight months over how such a network is built and paid for. The two options are basically this. U.S. government pays for it and builds a single network, which would be unprecedented nationalization of of infrastructure. Plan number two, where wireless providers build their own 5G network. I'm kind of partial to that. Mm -hmm. And then they'd compete with each other. Though the document says the downside is it could take it could take longer and cost more. They're arguing that one of the pros of the plan is that it would cause less commercial disruption to the wireless industry than the government building a network. Plus, the government wouldn't own our network. Thank you. Yeah, I think a key word that stuck out for me uh, 
uh, and that the whole story was centralized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anytime you hear the word centralized, eh, the red flags go off. Yeah, that scared me more <laughs> in that story than the word China. Yeah. So, A source familiar with the documents drafting says option two is really no option at all. So... Some people are trying to say that, yeah, we can't, we can't have the companies do this. It's going to take too long. A single centralized network is what's required to protect America against China and other bad actors. <clears throat> we can't succumb to this kind of stuff. Mm-mm. The source said the internal White House de- uh, debate will be over whether U.S. government owns and builds the network or the carriers do. <clears throat> Option one, of course, leads to federal control. Of a huge part of the economy. Think of that. When 5G hits, and if it's owned by the federal government, um, you've just nationalized an enormous area of our economy. Hmm. I wonder if they would ever try anything like that with, say, maybe healthcare. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) I mean, because this could be bad, you know? In what way? Just, I mean, the government controlling, um, well, let's see, your health, well, your, uh, your location. We're uh, the only industrialized access. nation on earth that doesn't have free access to health care. Mm. We're the only one. So that's gone so well that now you also want to nationalize our mobile service well i mean right? you know look ronda locklear her kids can't be stuck at home trying to access free government subsidized uh, high-speed internet her kids can't you know get on the web like they like when they're not going down to the store you know we gotta we gotta be able to curtail that exactly right um now th- of course the argument is china is slowly winning the ai algorithm battles and not building the network puts us at a permanent disadvantage to china <laughs> in the information area okay there's a real debate to be had over China and AI, but it's unclear what that has to do with the mobile network. Mm. The U.S. wireless industry is already working on deploying 5G networks. AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile are all investing heavily in the area. Let them do it. Let them do it. I mean, you're, you're talking about net neutrality and companies that might slow down your service. You can always jump to another company. How about when the government is screwing with your service? Yeah. Remember when we uh, were outraged for five minutes that um, Verizon and these other companies could possibly be turning over data to the government, uh, even with a, an order from a court, with or without, but just the fact that, that the government might They're suggest- in control of the data. Right, right. They so, don't even have to go to a company and say, hey, we're mm-hmm. subpoenaing this information. Yeah, no, we're going to give the government control of the network. They don't have to worry about getting in touch with Verizon or AT&T. I think that's chilling. Uh. So many people, though, and and I think a lot of millennials just think it's a great idea. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be you got to beat China to the punch, right? <laughs> and they'll do it faster than than AT and T will. <laughs> a good example of that is uh, the border wall or fence or the border anything. How quickly has the government accomplished that? And how well are they doing with the healthcare portion they took over? Yeah, it's going well, isn't it? It's raised costs uh, exponentially over the last several years when purportedly it was supposed to save 2500 per family per year. None of those things happened. In fact, the opposite of everything they promised happened. Why? Because it's the government. 
That's why. And that's what always happens. 888-900-3393. And yet, they'll probably do it. I mean, you might want to alert your representative as to how you feel about this. Because uh, this could be a real issue. (laughs) Very, very soon. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. The founder is Victoria Hurst, and her family's company, the Hearst Corporation, publishes Cosmopolitan magazine. But Victoria believes that Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to children. Uh, pornography like this wonderful article, 11 brutally honest answers from a female sex addict. Not wonderful? Wouldn't you like to have your kids reading about that? Of course you would. That's wonderful. So all she wants is for not that article to be removed from from the magazine. She doesn't want to drive Cosmo out of business. She's all about uh, our First Amendment free speech rights. What she would like to see happen is states' material harmful to minor laws be applied to Cosmo. That way, nobody under 18 could buy Cosmo. Let's protect our kids from pornography and even the pornography in Cosmopolitan magazine. Take a stand now. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. You can uh, check us out at, on Twitter as well at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Trav writes: These politicians have their salary, office, staff, housing, travel, food, etc., paid by my taxes. They don't have to think about my budgets. They can shut the f up about what a company does with their tax cut. <laughs> yes, uh, eating it up says. Did you ever get the chance to saw that boat in half? I saw this boat in half. Not yet. We we have the products. It's in the house. In-house. And I think this week, this will be the week we do it. Okay. All we have to do is is find the place where we're going to make this mess. Well, and find a boat. And find a boat. And saw it in half. In a landlocked county. Uh, but I definitely want to do the bucket trick. And see if it stops the flow of the water immediately, like on the commercial. I just don't believe that happens. Well, it says you. From Kirkato, I was floored, floored that Joe Wailing Cat Scarborough didn't win a Grammy for his hit single, Reason to Believe. Right. I think I think what happened on that is that it just didn't get done in time for this year. So it'll be next year's Grammy. So uh, that's a good point because, I mean, this is, this is Grammy material. I think you have to agree. Once in your life. Once in your life. You may get the chance to stand, stand. against a column of tanks. My face, uh, President, is doing it just so wrong. Holding up your hands. Once in your life, we all in this movement together. You may get the chance to say, we're not stopping. Words like deep within your heart. 
That changed the outcome of a day. You cannot have somebody like this yeah. in the White House. Yeah. Once in your life, you may dare hold out your hand. Is this the racism? To a stranger in me. Let's march on to the polls. Whose world you cannot understand. Women have to- so I think we can all relate to Kirk Cardo, who uh, was floored. That Joe didn't win a Grammy, but I think, like you said, it yeah. just came out too late it just to be considered make, this year. Make it in time, and it'll be next year's Grammy. And I, I think of the genius of that lyric: "Once in your life, yeah, you may have a chance to stand against a column of tanks. Yeah, column probably, of tanks, because your life will end right after that moment. So you're only having yeah, that one. It time. would be once, one chance. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd like to know how many column of tanks people have stood against in this country. I've, I rarely see it. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're just keeping that from us, you know, the the tank columns but, that are running over the top of people. But Pat, uh-huh. did you carry the one when you did the math? On I did that? not. I did not. So that's probably that's what it was. That was my error. Three Jeeps. Three says a thousand dollars pays for almost six months of gas for your car, unless you have a lead foot like Pat. <laughs> Crumbs hardly. That's like a week for you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, more sexual allegations here. Oh, goody. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, the latest sexual uh, predator, apparently. Well, I mean, latest. I think this happened during Charles in Charge. Yes, Scott Bayo. He uh, <clears throat> took to Facebook to strongly deny the accusations by his former co-star that he uh, molested Nicole Eggert. Mm. In a series of tweets on Saturday, the 46-year-old actress, Nicole Eggert, claimed she was molested repeatedly from the time she was 14 until she was 17 by Scott Baio. I hope that's not true. She wrote, ask Scott Baio what happened in his garage at his house when I was a minor. Yeah. Creep. She subsequently deleted tweets published in E! News and the New York Post where she wrote... A, ch- a molested child is irrelevant? Is that what you're saying? I was 14, 15, 16, and 17. Oh. Uh, Bayo himself then responded on Twitter saying he was going to Facebook Live to prove her claims are 100% lies and to tell the truth. That would be hard to prove a negative like that. How do you do that? He says, I'm here to talk about some allegations that have, that have been made against me that aren't true by somebody named Nicole Eggert. The reason I'm doing Facebook Live is because nobody can edit me. Nobody can change what I said. These are my words, and what I'm telling you is the truth. Bio told viewers his reputation is being damaged and that my family is being put through this, and I'm done. I'm done. If you were actually being falsely accused, you would be pissed, right? I mean, you'd be you'd be livid about it. Yeah, I... I- Live it. I would call my attorney, it. and then I would make that video. Absolutely. He then walked viewers through his version of events as his wife could be heard off camera. Bio said, once Eggert was 18, when she was 18, they had a consensual sexual relationship instigated by her and that she seduced him. Uh, the actor posted pictures to Twitter of a script which he said proved she was already over 18. 
he wrote, Nicole Eggert claims we had sex long after Charles in charge. This script proves she was already over 18. Now, any normal heterosexual red-blooded American guy, the outcome would have been the same. The same thing would have happened. She seduced me. She came in the house and started kissing me. The actor said that Eggert was recently scheduled to go on the Dr. Oz show, and a producer had contacted him about her claims. After his legal team sent the show a persuasive letter, Eggert's appearance was canceled, according to Bio. It's so hard to know uh, who to believe in these things. You know, you don't want to dismiss a woman's claim. But neither do you just want to accept it at face value immediately because that's not fair to the to the accused. This is going to be really hard to sort through all this because this is going to keep happening, obviously. I mean, everybody's jumping in on this now. And, you know, some are legitimate, but some may may not be. Some might be a vendetta against somebody. Could be political. Scott Baio is pretty, uh, pretty outspoken conservatively. A big Trump fan, big, big Trump fan, spoke for him, campaigned for him. That could be something that people hold against him. I don't know. I don't know. Or it could be he was a dirtbag. I don't know. Six months ago, the thought of these sex robots was absolutely absurd. And now, I mean, you can see that the, 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 the ground is being tilled with these male-female relationships being absolutely impossible mm-hmm. in this day and age. And dear God, if I mean, everyone's going to have a sex robot, aren't they? Probably. Oh, boy. <laughs> Probably. There we go. It's just we cannot communicate with the other sex anymore. Uh, Bio's wife, Renee Bio, also replied to the former Baywatch star, tweeting that her husband's legal team served her with two cease and desist letters. Uh, Bio also referenced remarks Eggert made about him in a 2012 interview where she said, I would love to work with him again. <laughs> Wait, I'm, <laughs> okay. But you've been harboring this whole time, right? This this bad experience? No? Uh, let's see. Then he posted this uh, document, and it looks like it's a transcript. So this means your ex, Scott Bio, is not a psycho ex? She says, no, he's not. Maybe you could guest star on his Nick at Night show. Totally. I would love to work with him. There are a lot of weird, strange rumors about things that went on between us, but we became really good friends and everything is way more innocent than it was made out to be. We definitely had a fun time and he definitely was a big part of my growing up. And I think the other two kids from the show would say the same thing. I would love to work with him again and I'm friends with his wife. And yeah, totally. It would be so much fun. Does that (laughs) sound like a woman who was molested by a guy? That's really interesting. Wow. So this was from uh, Charles in Charge. And then there was also Joni Loves Chachi, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we could almost charge him with a crime for those two terrible shows. See, but uh, now we're on to something. Now we're we're into territory where yes, there can be some there can be some judgments against this guy. Yeah, there's no statute of limitations on that. I mean, Joni that's on loves, tape. Joni loves Chachi was horrendous, <laughs> and Charles in Charge was even more horrendous. So 
Maybe we'd charge him with that. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be a he said, she said thing. I, I don't know how anybody proves anything, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of all this. 888-900-3393. Also, ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, is starting to track license plates across the U.S. We'll, we'll tell you about that. Oh. Yep. Uh, Canada is trying to keep illegals in the United States in the United States. <laughs> Surprisingly, they don't want them up there. So huh. wait a minute. That's interesting. Canada mm-hmm. trying to... Trying to make sure that block the, the border with America. Exactly right. <laughs> right. More on that coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, and uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Sound means, of course, it's uh, time once again for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hi. Happy Monday. How about that Pro Bowl yesterday, huh? Oh, come on, man. AFC battled back in the second half to win it 24 23. I watched a few minutes of it. it. Nobody put in any effort. I mean, it, that was. I know they don't want to get hurt, and I don't blame them. But the whistle was blowing; is it was like two hands touch, yeah, two hands below the waist. It was, it was Whoa. not football. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Should have been watching the well, NHL. How about All-Star that NHL All Star game? game. Yeah, in Tampa Bay, baby. That was fun. The Pacific beat the Atlantic five to two, huh? Ooh, wow. Do you have money on that? Wow, no. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate your reaction. How about <laughs> great uh, goals, sir? I know. How about those Grammys? You watch the oh, Grammys, right? The Grammys were. I mean, with the Hillary cameo, I saw you play a little bit of that. Yeah, that was really. Was, I mean, she was funny and fun. I noticed. And so I noticed great it, to see her. in your in your cut that you aired. I don't think you showed Cher. No, they shared it. She was out. great. Oh, she always is. You missed. She always is. Man, you. Yeah. Clinton and Snoop Dogg. Uh huh. <laughs> and Cher. Cher was. Terrific. Tremendous. Yeah, she was. Tremendous. And Cher was in the news this weekend, too, although this she's not on my notes, but I'm reminded of Cher in the news this weekend after she was slamming Sarah Huckabee Sanders for the way she dressed. Oh, you mean? And uh, she took a beating Who for did? slamming. Cher? Yeah. Good. Yeah, people were It's so posting hypocrisy there. Yes. They, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I know. It was, it was so real. you can say whatever you want about a woman's appearance, right? Yeah. If you're a, if you're a leftist. There you go. Right. But heaven forbid Trump say it. Uh, oh, I know. If your target's and, on the right. Yep. Forget it. Fire away. And how about uh, Tiger Woods at Torrey Pines, huh? Back, played the whole thing. No. Finished out the tournament. I know you caught that. No. Right? Oh, did I? I thought he quit after the second right, round. Tiger. Oh, no, no, no. What? Tied for 23rd. What are you really? talking about? Wow. Torrey Pines this weekend? Uh, I misread Now, that. he would have probably won it if it wasn't for this. Uh-oh. For what? For this, what? This what the video. A blade of grass outside the right edge. He can keep the pace on this. It's going up the hill. Oh, yeah. No! Oh! Oh, What are you? Come on! (laughs) 
That would have pissed me off. And Tiger was not happy. I would have no, thrown my not. putter at him. And a t- the the fan who wore the Titleist visor and Oakley sunglasses repeatedly apologized to a volunteer supervisor. Uh-huh. And uh, that is infuriating. Some people were not happy with him. Some people told him to get the f out. Somebody ought to mm. kick you. Mm-hmm. Why did I think he withdrew? Okay, well, good. I'm glad he's back. The Tiger's up. back. Tied for yeah. 23rd. Come on, good. man. All right. The tour is doing it. All right. Now he can talk about Tiger Woods, bro. Mm-hmm. How old is he now? Is he 40 yet? Tiger? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. I think he's 41. Is I he mean, really? The worst uh, thing that, Tiger, that happened to Tiger was have to stop playing around. 42. I'm not talking about golf. Tiger's 42. Two already. Wow. Sorry, what was that, Jeffy? Wow. What was that? I, I, I missed No, that. I just commented about <clears throat> the worst thing that happened to Tiger was for him to have to stop playing around. And I wasn't talking about golf. Something happened to him after that whole I incident. Know. With, he was uh, living large. He was on the go. Yeah. Things were working out. and then, mm-hmm. Boy, you got to love it when you Google someone. And then the golf club through the back window of the Tahoe. And the main <laughs> the main picture, when you Google Tiger Woods now that comes up. I know, it's the mugshot. It's the, I mean, you got to love that. That's sad. terrible. It's mm-hmm. sad. That wasn't even, and that wasn't even a bad thing. that he, No, he it just, wasn't. It was, and it's not a bad mugshot. It's just most mugshots that you're in a bad situation. But I'm saying it was prescription so drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like. They didn't have any alcohol. Murdered was, someone, and here's my mugshot. No, that's not fair. Um. Scientists, Pat, this is for you now, mm. discovered fossilized human jawbone in a collapsed cave in Israel, 177,000 to 194,000 years old. Of course now, it is. Now, if confirmed, of course it is. <laughs> the find may rewrite, rewrite the early migration story of the species, huh? ah, okay. pushing it back by Good. about 50,000 years. Uh, that the time of the Homo sapiens first ventured out. Of or we that. could just ask you how things were. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's right, because you're between 177,000 and 194,000 <laughs> years old. Right? Give or take. So you were there. Right? Uh, I, Was the migration back that far? <laughs> Tell us about the Bering Strait. You know, Did the it really first, go down look, all the way? Look, the first couple thousand years are just like, yeah, you know, I right. can't even remember. It's just know. a wash. I know. <laughs> Just to watch. I listen. I you know. <laughs> I mean, are we going to? The years out? just keep piling on. Pat. Are we going to find out this is uh, just another Piltdown Man situation? I tell you, part orangutan, part uh-huh. human. It's very possible. Put together on purpose. Yeah, shut up. One hundred ninety. This isn't a very years old. Shut up, Jeffy. Shut up, <laughs> Jeffy. Think back to your earliest birthday cakes. How was it without having like fire invented for the candles you know, for you to blow <laughs> well, up? Well, birthday cakes were invented. When I was okay. Born. Sorry. This was an invention years after. Years, much, much. And it was a good invention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good invention. You took it to heart, did you? Yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. Birthdays suck. They do. I agree completely and totally. Because just everyone wants to remind you. Yep. I mean, it's nice, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, and the people are being friendly, and they're being nice. And I appreciate it very much. And social media has been very kind. Thank you so much mm-hmm. to everyone who's tweeted and Facebooked, Instagrammed me. I appreciate it. It means mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But... But you're very sensitive about your age. I just, you know, it's very why, sensitive. Why, why, how we, old would you be that. if you didn't know how old you were, is my question. Wait, what? Same age that you were? Same age. No, right? you wouldn't. You'd be the same age. No. Yeah, You'd be the, yeah no, that's you how wouldn't. it works. There's no math involved here. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I mean, just think about it for a second. Uh, okay? How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? The same age as I am. Same no, you wouldn't. It's the same yes, number. I mean, it's really the same <laughs> number. <laughs> no, but literally, after you get to 25, it's pointless because you can run a car and now you're 
when you get 26, now you're you gotta closer, have a credit card. You're closer to 30. And then there's no hey, good milestone. You don't rent a car to people that don't have credit cards. That's what I was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in with cash and they're like, no. 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 Hmm. So yeah, then you have to steal it. I'm sorry? But, I mean, then you have to find another you way to get a car. hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? Right. Okay. Right. Right. Continue. Right. Didn't everybody spend their day at the DMV? No. <laughs> really? No. no. I had fun today. Yeah, lady, you finally. Thank you, ladies finally, at the DMV. Finally got a Texas driver. Well, I, fi- I finally We've moved here. here. I finally We've, moved here full time. We've been here for six years. No, I've, I mean, I you have. You but I finally moved here full time. <laughs> wow. mm-hmm. So. Are you on the lamb? Maybe that's what's going on. So. <laughs> I know. Don't even get me started oh, on that. Shh. Now the. There's other departments that know. It's disappointing. <laughs> Why did you have to bring that up? I apologize. So did you buy your flamethrower this weekend? Did you pre-order? The oh. Boring Company flamethrower from no. Elon Musk? Mm-mm. Man, do I want that. He teased about a flamethrower. Selling a flamethrower if he could sell so many hats. So many of, of the Boring Company hats. He sold that many. And now he's got the Boring Company flamethrower. I think we have footage of the flamethrower <laughs> from the Boring Company that I want one bad. And they're only, if you pre-order, 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Come on, man. I, I should have ordered it this weekend. I want one bad. And what are you going to use it for? It, what are you going to use it for? Fun. Mm-hmm. And you, they have the Boring Company fire extinguisher, too, that they could throw in for an extra 30. Might need it if you have the flamethrower at the house. That's mm-hmm. a good point. But that would be fun. Are those Come things on. legal? Why? Yeah. Really? Hmm. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? No. Yeah. Uh, Someone asks, mm-hmm. is that legal? Yes. <laughs> what is your problem? Of course it's legal. He's now sold over $4 million worth of flamethrowers. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's amazing. All right. It's amazing. I, I should have bought one. Should have bought one. Could have been a good, good birthday present. Got the flamethrower. Is mm-hmm. it too late? I mean, what's stopping you? Yeah. Then I, if I, if I, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want to drop 500 bucks on a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> but it, when you, uh, when it first pops in your face and you go, oh, mm. that would be cool, and so you pre-order it and you think, ah, it's 500 bucks. Hey, who cares? I think that's how I would grill. And then when you think about it, mm-hmm. if you don't order it right away, you think, yeah. you know, that do I really need a might be a big. No, I don't. Yeah, I, did, I don't did, no. Mm-hmm. Do I really need a flamethrower? Could I use the 500 for an extra steak at the Sam's Club? So, you know, mm-hmm. you let it go. And mm-hmm. you hope that somebody else that you know, like uh, Glenn Beck, mm-hmm. buys a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you use it once in a while. Or just, it just makes a video. I, I emailed them this weekend, like, please tell me you ordered this thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame he has your account blocked. So I don't know. He didn't get your email. What do you mean? Continue. I, I apologize. I, I wasn't supposed to say anything. I just figured I, he hadn't seen it yet because no, there was no reply. I wasn't supposed to say that. I apologize. Okay. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Carrig Green Mountain Incorporated. Going to buy Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, $21 billion. Bringing the world's biggest single-serve coffee brand, K-Cup, and beverages such as 7-Up, Snapple, and Sunkist under one roof. Mm. Get this. The deal is the largest of a five-year push mm. of the U.S. food and beverage market by Germany's Jab Holding Company. Unifies the two strong retail distribution networks. Jab took Kerrig owner Green Mountain Coffee Roasters in 2016 
swallowed a part of Mondelez's international coffee business a year earlier and has bought restaurant chains Krispy Kreme and Panera Bread. They're moving into the U.S., and they're already here. Wow. I know. I know. And eight teams, they figure they're not exactly sure how much this deal is worth. They're just figuring it's about a $21 billion deal because of the $18.7 billion cash payout. Wow. So that's a little banking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of cash in the bank. And if you're looking for a way to make some cash, not that I think this is a good idea because <laughs> uh, nothing could be farther from the truth. But uh, people have found a way that uh, they can access uh, ATM machines, uh, and uh, it just uh, unlocks them and spits out the cash that's in them. It's called jackpotting. I, uh, not that I'm a fan of it at all. You couldn't figure out, uh, man, I would be so mad hmm. if I was standing at an ATM and cash started spitting out. What would, Ooh, what would, man, what would you would do then, mad. Mr. Honesty? I would catch the money and make sure it goes back to the ATM people. Uh, outdated computer hardware and software among the reasons for these ATM vulnerabilities, and it's quite possibly that no high-tech efforts are really needed. Uh, the vast majority of ATMs still use Windows XP whose developer has stopped uh, supporting it <laughs> for like three years now, three or four years. So uh, they're just saying, they're just telling me we need to update some security issues with the ATMs, but uh, they come in. Uh, <laughs> the ATM, the big ones, uh, Diebold, Nixorfin, NCR have been, they were told about it, been in the, around in Europe and Mexico, figured it was coming to the States. Yep, it's here. Uh, it's here. It was this weekend reported. Uh, yeah, we've got ATMs. So it's spitting out cash. Uh, the jackpotting. So uh, when you see an ATM, <laughs> if you see someone standing in front of an ATM and you hear, mm-hmm. uh, just go over and stand there <laughs> and say, hey, what's going on? What's up, man? <laughs> what's happening? Hey, look over there. <laughs> I you mean, how much, how much do they get away with? It's got to be, well, I mean, it just depends on the size of the ATMs, right? I mean, most of them probably 1,000, a couple thousand, two, 3,000, maybe more. The hand, Those standalone ATMs. Got to be more than that. The standalone <laughs> ATMs? I don't think so. They don't keep a lot of cash in those. I mean, other than, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But those standalone ATMs probably don't have much more than three to five grand, right? I don't know. There's no reason for would... them to have more than that, really. I mean, if they, if you revisit it, Twice a week, three times a week, refill mm-hmm. it. People aren't using using it that much. With well, you usually, can take with, you can take up to usually what five hundred, five or eight hundred a day yeah. or whatever. So if a bunch of people take their maximum out, well then you know then you the can eight, do that ten ten people. And I just mean, because every time you go, you only ask for twenty bucks, I mean, doesn't mean yeah, that there's other options other available. Well, I got to tell you, one one thing I like about this a, a lot is uh-huh. that it beats the heck out of trying to pull that thing through the door with a <laughs> With a right, <clears throat> there's a movie People that comes to mind. People look at you so funny dragging that thing down the road, man. <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, the ATM just fell out of the truck. Uh, I'll get it in a little bit. You got stuck, got hung up on the back of your pickup. <laughs> Weird how that happened. <laughs> just back the wrecker up and pull that bad boy out. This is much better, much better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard you talking a little bit about the 5G network. Uh, you know. Um, I noticed you didn't say that uh, it's a good thing for our safety. I noticed you didn't say that, okay, because it is. It's a good thing right. for our safety. Yeah, that's right. The federal takeover of uh, mm-hmm. a portion of the nation's mobile network, 
for our safety mm-hmm. to guard against China. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. I noticed mention, you forgot about that. No, we, we mentioned that. I noticed you forgot that about that. Concern. It's for our safety. <laughs> it's always <laughs> for our safety. That is a good thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good thing. Uh-huh. And it shows how much our <laughs> the FCC uh, chairman, uh, Ajit Pai, Mm-hmm. Uh, any federal effort to construct a nationalized 5G network would be a costly and counterproductive distraction from Thank the you. policies we need to help the United States win the 5G future. Geez, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In other words, he's telegraphing he's a signal to the president of the United States. Probably not something you're wanting to go, Let it go do man. because we're not going to enforce it in my Let watch. it go. And we talk about the uh, uh, bad uh, old computer programs that are on the ATMs, well, the newer uh, apps that we have uh, that uh, follow us uh, exercising. I mean, you have your exercise app, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He follows you around, tells you how much you mm-hmm. walk, how much you run, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, your routes that you take. Sure. Cal- He's obsessed ca- with fitness, calories, quite frankly. Calories burned, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. With your Strava app. Uh-huh. And uh, eh, eh, the Strava app, security concerns uh, have raised, been raised after uh, the Strava app. They uh, released their global heat map with their 13 trillion GPS points from their users. Oh. And it looks nice. It's pretty. pretty. <laughs> but uh, the operations secretary of U.S. bases uh, looked at it and went, uh, hey, uh, wait a second. Uh, that's not good. Um, they're lighting up all the uh, military bases around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, with exercise fitness tractors that the soldiers have. Mm-hmm. And you can see them all lit up all around the bases, the routes they take. That's probably not and, good. Uh, that's what, well, I, I just looked at it and thought, oh, hell, this should not be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, the good thing is, look, it's all over. It, it is not just confined to the United States. Um, they have uh, showing Russian base in Syria and some other Russian bases and some other Syrian bases around the world. So I'm sure all the militaries now are like, uh, maybe you ought to just turn the app off mm-hmm. for the location devices when you're on duty. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. How about, I don't, safety don't even turn it on if you're in the military. Right. How about that? You can turn it on maybe when you go back home. Maybe. That's about it. <laughs> and that is chewing the fat with Jeffy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Welcome, Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, at Pat Unleashed, got this. Uh, Judy Chapel. Wasn't there a scandal a few years ago where the EPA exposed people to diesel fumes? <laughs> I don't know. Was there? I don't remember that. So many EPA scandals. I remember when How the EPA dumped a bunch of crap in a river in Colorado. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was neat. And it turned it orange or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Gamergus, the people who couldn't create a website for Obamacare 
are going to be in charge of the 5G network. <laughs> Love it. Let's uh, let's hope not. Domacu says if any anyone thinks the U.S. should take complete control of 5G, they should recall that they can't even prevent their troops' social security numbers from being compromised. What makes this any different? Kaboom writes, uh, for Jeffy's birthday, you guys should saw his car in half <laughs> and oh, flex yeah. seal it back together again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and from Mad Gear Jammer, if you poke a hole in a can of flex seal. <laughs> this is a good question. I know, right? If you poke a hole in a can of flex seal, will it fix itself? <laughs> Inquiry <laughs> minds. Want to know? Okay, after we after we <laughs> use the flex seal to fix whatever we're gonna puncture, destroy, then we need to. Um, they've got the video, but uh, mm-hmm. we we need to uh, try that. Yes, we absolutely, do. we need to try that. I, I saw this boat in half. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, there's just no way that. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, they do say he t- they taped it. On the inside and on the outside, which seems reasonable. Okay, they had to tape it all the way around. But I still have a hard time believing that it was that it was seaworthy after that. <laughs> I mean, they did something else too, right? Does anybody believe they sawed the bone in half, taped it with flex seal, and that's it? Plus, what do you want them to do? The bucket that is filled to the brim with water. Sure. And they got that gaping hole in the side mm-hmm. of it that they punched, and it's just shooting out that hole. They take one strip of Flex Seal tape, slap it on the bucket, and immediately mm-hmm. it seals shut. I don't believe that can happen. When are we going to do, do this? I do not believe that can happen. When are we going to do this, Pat? I saw this boat in half. I don't know. We got to do it this week sometime, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe Friday? Well, Friday we might be doing something else. Oh, that's right. So now is that maybe? Yeah, or, no, that's the plan. I mean, that's the plan. I mean, we are if doing. You're, if you're wanting to do it, we're doing it. Oh, I want to do it. Then we're doing it. We're doing. We're doing more on trivia mm-hmm. on Friday. More on trivia returns uh, for a very special Super Bowl episode on Friday. So yeah, maybe Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Now I, I want to warn you though. Yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll do got, the flex seal demonstration. Okay, we've got more on trivia planned to do, be Friday, uh, top of hour two. Start that. Mm-hmm. But I want to warn you, yeah. historically, mm-hmm. the two worst cities to get contestants to agree to talk to us are Philadelphia and Boston. And here we are, Philadelphia and Boston. So we're going to try. We're going to do okay. our best. We're going to. I'm hoping that Stu hasn't left town by then. No, he'll he'll be gone. Really? Yeah, he'll be gone. That's a fact. Yeah. I told him not to. Yeah. I told him to make your travel arrangements around Moron Trivia, sir. And normally he listens to you. Yeah, right. So intently. Intently. But he, somehow he didn't this time, and it's really surprising. Right, this time, this one time. Just this one time, he didn't listen to you. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Hard to believe, but it's true. So, Moron Trivia on Friday, and uh, a flex seal demonstration, I'm going to say Wednesday. So, this is a huge week. Wow. It's a huge week. I saw this boat in half. I don't even know if we'll get a boat to saw in half, but we're going to do the bucket test, and I'm going to see if uh, Flex Seal sets up 
in that inch thick rubberized form after you pour a whole thing full in uh, a can full yeah. into a container it's gonna be neat yeah this is gonna be because you know it doesn't work like it says it does right can we monetize this on youtube and make some money off of this video <laughs> yes okay yes we can we can get one million viewers on youtube doing this all right what time what time wednesday do you want you even decided yet or you want me to uh let's do it in uh hour three Okay. So we're gonna need a bucket, and we're gonna need something uh, like a basin that the mu- that the water can pour into. Yeah, but that's only gonna be pouring out of there for like a nanosecond before you put the flex seal on. So <laughs> right. how much of a basin do you need, man? Yeah, not a very deep one, because <laughs> you know that's gonna seal right up. Right up. Right up. Right up. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> Pat Gray, only. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. See this story about the seven-year-old? In Miami, led away in in handcuffs. So you're seven years old. You're in first grade, and the police show up because of the way you're acting, and they cuff you and take you out of the school. He repeatedly, the seven year old boy, apparently punched and kicked a teacher last week. He was in the Coral Way K eight Center cafeteria. He was kicked out for playing with his food. Uh, School police said that he then attacked the teacher, repeatedly punching her in the back in the hallway. When he was restrained, police said the boy continued to fight the teacher with his fists and legs until the two of them fell to the ground. The boy still wouldn't stop fighting the teacher, grabbing her hair and pulling it toward him until he was finally restrained again. Finally, they got him calmed down, put some cuffs on him. And uh, the teacher said, told police she wanted to press charges. You can't blame her. The boy's parents told the station that they came to the school to talk to the principal and counselors and agreed their son would get a 10-day suspension. But an officer told them she had to arrest the seven-year-old or take him in for psychiatric evaluation. He's detained under the Florida Mental Health Act and hospitalized at Nicholas Children's Hospital for psychiatric evaluation, and he was discharged hours later. I mean, if you... And apparently this is not the first run-in they've had with this kid. Yeah. But the the parents claim they were in shock. They're in shock. (laughs) They always are. We're in shock that he would act this way. (laughs) What? Come on now. You don't just all of a sudden do this at school, and there's no sign of that at home. <clears throat> they said he was a danger to society, and uh, the father said, what, seven years old, a danger to society? Yeah, if he's punching and kicking a teacher at seven years old, what's he going to be doing at 17? Would you ever, in your wildest imagination, if you're over 30 years old, would you, could you conceive of anyone in your class punching and kicking a teacher? Never. 
at any age. Uh, not in not in grade school, not in junior high, not in high school. Could I have ever envisioned anybody in class? And we had some dirtbags in our class. <laughs> None of them would <laughs> ever attack a teacher. I never saw it. Never saw it. The mother says, I feel like my heart is broken. Uh, she said it's not a mental health or aggression issue. It's not an aggression issue. This is police abuse, she said. A whim of the officer because my son was calm when they came to look for him. The principal, the counselor, and two other people tried to prevent that action, and the officer took the child anyway. Alvarez added the Miami Herald, uh, told the Miami Herald she doesn't believe her boy is strong enough to knock down the teacher in question, and his behavior issues are a result of bullying. His parents are consulting attorneys over the incident. Of course, they're going to sue the school. Of course, that's going to happen. Good golly. Uh, WSVN reported that the incident wasn't the boy's first run-in with the officer and that he was accused of kicking another teacher in November. That incident was resolved in, in the school. So they didn't have to have police take him away that time. But the kids, obviously, this is escalating. And uh, kids getting worse. And the parents are saying, we have to have justice. Your little brat is beating on a teacher. Police said this action was warranted to prevent his erratic and violent behavior from bringing further harm to others or himself. The manner in which he was transported to receiving to the receiving facility was done in accordance with standard operating procedures. Sounds to me like the police are in the right here. The boy began behaving erratically and hit the teacher multiple times due to a great concern for the student and to ensure his safety and that of those around him, he was restricted uh, and transported to a hospital to be evaluated. And sure, now that he's in the handcuffs and people are starting to film him, well, he looks calm now. But uh, you don't see what happened before this. I'm sure that little darling wouldn't cause any problems. No. I'm, I'm sure the parents, they're, they're going to get a $5 million lawsuit yes. settlement uh, from the school district. That's the way of the world, man. It's a way of the world, boy. That's how it works. Good for them. Your little darling, I'm sure he didn't do anything wrong. No seven-year-old could ever punch and kick and pull the hair of a teacher. That just can't happen. 888 <clears throat> Oh, also the uh, Grammys were the lowest rated of all time <laughs> last night. I love that story. Back in New York, New York City for the first time since uh, George W. Bush's first term. And of course, drenched in politics. Nobody watched. Very few anyway. Uh, so it was a very, very politically motivated uh, program last night. And it was wonderfully the lowest rated of all time. 12.721 share in metered uh, market ratings. 21% of the audience was watching the Grammys. That's pretty bad. I mean, this it was traditionally one of the biggest watched shows on television during the course of the year. But it was facing a mid-season debut of The Walking Dead. Hmm. And uh, eh, it doesn't say what was on the other stations. I'll I, tell you what I, was on one of the other stations. A show on? 
Well, see, the NHL All-Star game wrapped up, and my TV <laughs> stayed on NBC, and I walked into the room, and I was quickly mesmerized by Dateline NBC. Oh. And, uh, and I could not stop watching for two hours. <clears throat> it was a two-hour Dateline? Yeah. Yeah, it was. About uh, what? Oh, what do you think happened? On uh, Dateline? Yeah, just a general idea. Any thoughts? No. I, I, a woman dies. A woman dies. Seems natural. Okay. And then they suspect the husband. <laughs> And we turn out it is the husband that did it. And it was the again. same thing, right? <laughs> so anyway, no, it was good. It was, uh, I mean, I mean, a woman died, so that's not good. No, but that it is was not a good. compelling uh, television show last night. It's okay. one of the few times uh, that I've watched TV in several years. So, uh, you know, it wasn't sports. Well, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, speaking of, uh, of school... <clears throat> and things that happen there that uh, drive people mad. Southern California high school teacher has been caught on a cell phone video disparaging members of the U.S. military as dumb s uh and the freaking lowest of our low in a classroom rant to students. A uh, student who wishes to remain anonymous, I don't, I don't blame him, uh, shot the video. On January 19th, during a government class at El Rancho High School, he started filming when the history teacher, Gregory Salcido, started berating another student who was wearing a Marine's sweatshirt. He questioned why military recruiters were allowed to visit the school. We don't allow pimps to come into the school, (laughs) Salcido says. Wow. This guy. Then he rants about our military being stupid and incompetent, losing in Vietnam and Afghanistan. Didn't happen. Think about the people you know who are over there, Salcedo can be heard saying. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever. They're dumbasses. They're not high level bankers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. They're the freaking lowest of our low. Wow. Welcome to the country where the right for you to say that is protected by the lowest of our low. (sighs) Jerk. I was very angry, the student said. It was so disrespectful to my dad and my uncles and all veterans and those still in the military. Student uh, said his father and two uncles were Marine vets who fought in Afghanistan, Operation Desert Storm, and Vietnam. Um, And so this guy just went off on a profanity-laced, inarticulate blather. And... Uh, talked about why Why would you ever, why would anybody ever join the military? They tell you what to eat. They tell you when to sleep. They tell you what you can do. Why would they do that? I don't know, to defend this nation. That's why they would do that. Which makes them the best of the best. Unbelievable. So this is the problem we have in, in, in our school systems. Our D-bags like this guy teaching our children being subjected to this kind of nonsense. This is who is, is teaching in these classrooms now. It's unbelievable. How do, you, how do you combat that? How do you send the kids to school and put these teachers up and professors up as, uh, as the experts, as the people who disseminate knowledge, and then they disseminate all this kind of crap, and it's really hard to tell, well, okay, they're not right about that, but they're right about mathematics they're right about some things i mean they it's it's difficult puts our kids in a really bad situation 
because we set them up to believe what their teachers are telling them. And then this is what their teachers are telling them. It makes for a really difficult situation. And then you've got, uh, and you've got people like Nancy Pelosi spewing this kind of nonsense, which is just as stupid. That plan is a campaign mm-hmm. to make America white again. It's a plan that the immigration says plan. Mm-hmm. over 50% of the current legal immigration will be cut back, that many people will be sent out of the country. Mm. If you read through it, you're thinking, do they not understand that immigration has been the constant reinvigoration of America? Yeah, uh, legal immigration has been. Le- legal immig- do, you not under- do you not understand? It's legal in- immigration that reinvigorates America, not illegals. Not people who come here breaking our laws. And it's to make America white again. I, what? Even Joe Manchin, who said something reasonable last week, and we, we talked about that, actually called Nancy Pelosi out for this, too. Joe Manchin is a Democrat, and he said, hey, we don't need that in any, in any party. And the Democrats don't need be, to be doing that, and Republicans don't need to be doing it. We don't need this kind of rhetoric. Pretty amazing. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Jeb Bush speaking out about the immigration situation. Oh, because nobody's better on immigration yeah. than Jeb Bush. And that was a winner for him, too. right? Oh, a huge winning formula. He and immigration. <laughs> what was it? Immigration. It has to be about love or something. Uh-huh. Uh I think that was that was his quote during the campaign. It's about love. About love, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, Trump kind of echoed that sentiment just recently. But uh, <laughs> here was Jeb talking about immigration. When you call Haiti, whether it's a s house or an s hole, whatever, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. You disparage a lot of people that that love this country that are here making a contribution and making a difference. Why? Why do you do that? Why? It's very Why? frustrating, and it mm-hmm. is racist to say what he may not be a racist, but the comments were racist, and and. At some point, you got to call him out on it. Hmm. You're preying on people's fears and angst that the country is changing. People that don't interact with Christ folks that come mind. from other countries that are American as they are. We're not going to build a wall. Mexico's not going to pay for it. We have 11 million people wow. who um, aren't going to be deported. I mean, the notion that somehow you're going to round up people, separate them from their families, oh. uh, that's the dirty little <laughs> secret oh, that, uh, that people won't admit because the minute, as I just did, you know, put it on video, you get... You know, you get creamed on Twitter and the, the, the haters come out like uh, in droves. Bush has advice for the president. Stop tweeting as much and stop mm. creating enemies at every step along the way so that he could post up against them and focused on an agenda to create rising income for Americans and keep America safe. Mm. I think he has the potential of being a very successful president. 
there's a pretty good glimpse into why Jeb Bush will never be president of the United States of America. Dare I say he sounds like he has low energy. Uh, yes, he has low energy. Low energy, Jeb. <laughs> but also, it's the thing that if you disagree with, with Jeb Bush on immigration, you're a hater. Uh, you're a hater if, if you want the border secured. You're a hater if you think people should come here legally rather than illegally. And then, and then that ridiculous statement that you have to hear from Democrats and people like Jeb Bush is, well, we can't, we can't round up and deport 11 million people. Nobody is. First of all, yes, we could. Yes, we could. We did it in, this, in the 60s, in the 50s. They were able to do this. You, are you telling me in 2018 you can't? But nobody's even saying that. Nobody's even uh, suggesting that we round up everybody. What is being suggested here is to secure the border and enforce U.S. law. And then the situation will begin to resolve itself. You don't have to put everybody on a bus at once and send them home. It's ludicrous. But that's what they keep saying. We're not going to deport, deport everybody. You can't round up everybody. You can't. <laughs> Stop telling me what the United States of America can't do. And stop referring to everybody who wants immigration law enforced as a hater. That's Jeb Bush's problem. And that was his brother's problem, too. I don't, I, I don't understand why they had to play that Democrat game. They were, they were very like-minded with Democrats, both of them, on immigration. And they would, they would use the same rhetoric. That if you if you think the border should be secured and you think U.S. law should be enforced, you're a hater, uh, and you're you're a bigot, and you're a xenophobe. And it just gets so tiresome. And then you've got the Nancy Pelosi's that we're trying to make America white again. That kind of rhetoric is just uh, it's lunacy and we get just as much of that rhetoric from the right our own side as we do the left oh yeah there it is from jeb stinking bush i mean jeb bush is supposed to be right republicans are supposed to be on the right side of this issue they're not supposed to play into that racist nonsense that we continually have to hear from the left and yet that's what we hear from them that's all we ever hear from them Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. So we'll just it remains to be seen whether or not uh President Trump will get a handle on uh this immigration situation. I mean we this is the best opportunity we've had in probably twenty or thirty years to do something. And as long as he doesn't grant amnesty to all illegal aliens here, maybe we can actually have a chance at fixing it and fixing the the NAFTA regulations and actually have an opportunity to have equal trade footing with other countries without being called uh, haters and racists and bigots and xenophobes. We'll see. U.S. lawmakers were in Montreal over the weekend for NAFTA talks. And uh, Stephen Moore 
discussed what's happening with NAFTA negotiations. He said more and more of what we produce in the United States is intellectual property. We have to be paid for that because it takes a lot of money to produce these things. And so what he's trying to do and what Trump is trying to do is to get Americans credit for their own intellectual property, which isn't happening right now. Are we still? But why we, should it? I mean, do we have intellectual property anymore uh, in no, America? No, we, we can't. I mean, we, we can't. we're punching and kicking our teachers at school, and we're learning how much the military's terrible. What Literally, what are we producing anymore intellectually? Yeah, and it's interesting because every other country on Earth uh, can do whatever they like as far as their trade negotiations, protecting their borders, and keeping illegals out of their country. It's it's why this Canadian thing pisses me off so much right now. Uh, in a There's a story today that in a private dining room at Zov's restaurant in Tustin, a Canadian envoy made his pitch to about a dozen immigration attorneys and immigrant rights leaders. Okay? So this Canadian, Pablo Rodriguez, who's a member of Canada's parliament, leaned over from his seat in the middle of a table and asked everyone to spread the word. What was the word he was spreading? Please don't cross into Canada illegally. <laughs> that was his message to these activists and lawyers gathered at this meeting in California. He said, get the facts and make a decision based on the right facts before leaving your jobs and taking your children out of school and going up there to Canada hoping to stay forever because if you don't qualify if you're not legal you will be returned and in this case not to the united states you will have lost your status and you'll be returned to the country of your origin wait a minute you don't want illegal aliens sneaking across canada's border into canada and staying there (laughs) what in a socialist country all about equal rights Yeah, they're worried that anti-immigrant rhetoric and decisions from the Trump administration will drive more people across their border. So the Canadian government is trying to warn them in advance, don't come here. We don't want you. We don't want you up here. Uh, And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the big socialist, the big man of equality, Mm -hmm. is the one who sent Rodriguez to California to give them this message. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. His message uh, was not that different from the message we have here in the United States from the Trump administration, but they're just trying to they're just trying to give it a little bit softer to people mm. and say, hey, you know, don't lose your status in America. Mm-hmm. Keep your status there and don't come to Canada because you won't be able to stay. Mm. Well, why not? I thought you were open and inclusive and diverse. Uh, and socialist and all about equality. What do you mean you can't stay in Canada? Why? Uh, he said, Rodriguez told the immigrant uh, lawyers and activists there, you know, Canada is an open country and a nation of immigrants, but it needs to be done legally. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what we're trying to say here in the United States yeah, of America. But the way you say it, it sounds hateful. I know, because I'm an American. 
and I, sh I shouldn't care whether they're here legally yeah. or not. That should not matter. So, like, try to say it with a Canadian accent, and maybe it <laughs> okay, would be less try. hurtful. Uh, I'm going to say what he said and just do it with a Canadian okay, accent. Let's see how it goes. You can't just come to Canada and cross the border and stay there the rest of your life, eh? No, see, now how that, was that? Was that, that was much more inclusive. Now, okay. now, if you say it just as a normal American, well, then you're we, full of hate. You can't just come to the United States and cross the border and stay here the rest of your life. Whoa! Whoa. Hateful, yeah. make hate face. The the A makes all the difference sure in the world. Sure does. It really lessens the blow. We want to avoid a humanitarian crisis along the border. A. Much, so that's much, the Canadian that's way. That's much better. In fact, I, I can and almost feel the love. Softens it, yes. Mm -hmm. Or, or as, as Jeb and Bush and, and Donald Trump might say, there's a lot of love. Uh-huh. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comment of love. I've got chills now. I've got love chills up and down my arms because the Canadian way is so very, very loving. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so last week, uh, Rodriguez, Rodriguez's trip to California was the fourth trip to the United States just since autumn, telling immigrants not to come to Canada. That's how adamant that four trips in what four months. To to tell them, hey, don't cross across into our borders. Don't don't come across the the northern U.S. border into Canada. I mean, the hate <laughs> coming from this socialist nation is just astounding to me. Amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. I want to hear from somebody with a Google Home speaker uh, that has tried this out. Apparently, Google Home doesn't know who Jesus is. Well. Right? Got to save its soul. That's the story. When asked who Jesus Christ or God is, the speaker says it doesn't know. <laughs> It can talk about Jesus when asked about the Last Supper or St. Peter. Or, I guess if you say who was Jesus but not who is, it can fill you in then. <laughs> um, that's at least what some outraged users have accused Google of, deliberately filtering its results to fit its own agenda. Uh, do you find that to be the case? 888 if you've tried this. They claim that despite not providing any details about Jesus, the smart speaker can still identify Buddha, Muhammad, and Satan. Yikes. Wow. Some Google <laughs> Home users are outraged that it can identify those, but not Jesus. But isn't that, I mean, it's typical. 
especially of Google. Yeah. I mean, Google has skipped, uh, you know, they do that Google Doodle or whatever they call it, and they skip that on Easter and Christmas all the time. At least they used to. I think they've gotten enough flack for it now that they don't do that anymore. And sometimes they'll skip Veterans Days, and then they'll do some obscure uh, Indian scientist who invented some sort of germ or something somebody you never heard of from 190 years ago uh but they but they'll skip out on um huge religious holidays so you're saying that like the inventor of the matchstick yes isn't important to you yeah. no he what? very important i didn't mean to give that impression uh-huh <laughs> but but i mean but yeah that's what happens compare him to the you know savior of the world <laughs> right. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. put things into perspective. No, I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, we've got the, uh, oh, here we go. <clears throat> so we've got the 50th anniversary of Princess Ceridan Horn Bird first sighting. I mean, that's coming up. That's oh, coming up. Okay. Uh, or that was Sunday. That was just a couple of days ago. Yeah. So that's exciting, right? Very, and then, very and like exciting. Today, uh-huh. I mean, you've got uh, Teresa Tang's 65th birthday. Teresa Tang. Yeah, T E N G. I don't don't be coy with me, sir. Teresa Tang. Yeah, T E N G. I mean, I could tell you about her, but why would I want to do that when you could find out that it's uh, Well, I mean, like anybody would have to tell you. Of course we all know that she's a Taiwanese singer. singer. Uh Oh yeah, see? Some great Taiwanese folk songs and uh and ballads. Uh uh, she's really known for her folk songs and extreme voice cracks, mm-hmm. uh, such as mm-hmm. When Will You Return and The Moon Represents My Heart. Right. And it comes so natural from your brain of knowledge, just because it's so tip of the yeah, uh, you know, right, right, your right. tongue. Or, or over the weekend, mm-hmm. when, when it was, um, well, it was Wilder Penfield's 127th birthday. Oh, wow. Look at that. Somebody just. Wilder touched, Penfield? Touch older than uh, Jeffy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you mean younger, a touch younger than Jeff. No, my bad. Sorry. Look at that. Wilder Penfield. You want to know about him? Or do you, I mean, you know, I mean, do you want me to tell you about him? Well, I mean, don't be insulting. He's the surgeon, brain surgeon. uh, The brain surgeon. Of the brain. Obviously. Trailblazing advancements and mapping, well, the brain. So, but these are things that you need to know, not about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when that day comes, when Easter comes, it's just your standard blue Red, yellow, green lettering, uh-huh. and we're good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know that's what that's what they do virtually every time, if they acknowledge it at all. For I think it was five or six years in a row, they didn't acknowledge Veterans Day. And really, that's not even religious. Why would you skip Veterans Day? Yeah. Oh, oh but then they'll do the the uh, the inventor of Chinese checkers. Uh, you know, <laughs> ridiculous. I do remember on Christmas morning waking up and seeing Google look like uh, just a couple of uh, penguin cartoons and, and two cans uh, celebrating with uh, the gift of fish and pies. That was Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Was it really? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, let yeah. me see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Whoa, on Christmas, what was the what did yeah. the toucan have? Because I do? remember I remember tweeting this out. But it, it was, wasn't there wasn't anything Christmas related, was it? No, oh, except well, for they're carrying well, look, a they're, present. They're giving gifts of fish and pies, Pat, and they're birds. Oh my gosh. That was on Christmas morning. That is amazing. <laughs> it's like tropical. It's not even anything to do with Christmas. What do you do? 
Wow. So anyway, that was a so anyway. good day. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is what we've come to expect, though, from these things, right? For whatever reason. Because at the top of Google are atheists who are also progressive, and I'm sure they don't want anything to do with that superstition that you have about Christmas and Easter, right? I mean, they just... they they're they're above all that. One TV producer in Nashville compared the theological knowledge of Google Home and Amazon Alexa during a Facebook Live video. The producer said Alexa could pull up information online about Jesus. Google Home said it had nothing to say. Something which uh, needed addressing immediately. He he thought. He said it's kind of scary. It's almost like Google has taken Jesus and God out of smart audio. <laughs> He said Google Home knew who he was, but could not identify who Jesus is, which is very telling. Because if you say he was a historical figure, but he's not alive now, that diminishes who he is, right? I mean, a great deal. I don't know if there's some kind of weird wizard making these decisions or if it's some kind of oversight, but whatever it is, they need to address it. Uh, the Google Assistant relies on a variety of sources, including what Google thinks will satisfy users' queries. To do that, it uses an algorithm and machine learning to give each user results tailored for them based on a history of their search results and the most popular factual websites. Mm. It mm. sometimes extracts quick answers from third-party pages these are displayed as featured snippets at the top of the search results. Now, anytime I ask uh, any of these things, you know, whether it's Siri or Alexa or whatever it is, a question that they struggle with, hmm, I can look that up on the web. On Go- I can look that up on the website. Well, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, what? What good is that? I hate that answer. Google determines pages to be considered featured snippets, so not all sites are included. However, there are some issues with the system, apparently. If you ask Google Home, who is Steve Jobs? It says, Stephen Paul Jobs was an American businessman, inventor, and industrial designer. (laughs) (laughs) It never mentions that he worked for Apple. (laughs) What's Apple? That's interesting. It's a fruit. Now, of course... Apple and Google had a real issue with each other. (laughs) Steve Jobs always thought that Google uh, stole all of the smartphone technology from him. And he was really pissed off about it. And before he died, he said he was willing to expend all of the available cash on hand at Apple uh, to go after Google and make him pay for that. Wow. He never got the chance, obviously, but uh, he was apparently willing to spend $40 billion going after Google. <laughs> he was really pissed uh, because he, he just figured they stole his technology. Now, he probably stole it from somebody, too, as, as uh, Bill Gates did. I mean, if you stole from Gil- Bill Gates, you stole, like, third hand because he stole it from somebody yeah i mean if you follow that train back far enough uh, you land in roswell new mexico <laughs> where we all stole from the aliens am i right you're right okay uh but apparently google home does talk about jesus when you're at when you ask it about the last supper or saint peter 
It knows who St. Peter and Paul and the rest of the crew, but it won't talk about <laughs> Jesus. rest of the crew. <laughs> the rest of the crew. <laughs> the posse. The uh, uh, squad. JC and the boys? Yeah. Muhammad, Buddha, Smith, Koresh, Vissarian, anything else? Yes. As an atheist, this offends me, the user wrote. Another user uh, asked, who is Jesus? And the speaker said, sorry, can't help with that. <laughs> Evil <laughs> vegans suggested uh, this is because if you Google who is Jesus, three Christian websites come up before the Wikipedia page. This could be a function of the search algorithm rather than Google deliberately filtering results. Oh, that's interesting. When asked uh, who is Jesus or God, the smart speaker says it doesn't know the answer. But not all uh, users get the same response. Uh, one said it gave a Wikipedia page for Jesus when asked who mm. is Jesus. And it was a pretty detailed response, apparently. Could it be a form of ad profiling? Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's nefarious or if it's just the algorithm or if it's the way you use Google. But it'd be interesting to hear from somebody who's tried this to, to see if, uh, uh, how varied the responses are. And does it really matter? I mean, if you don't know who Jesus is, um, Google Home is probably not your best source. <laughs> you know, that might be a visit to a church on Sunday or something. Uh, possibly. To, to find out more. Uh, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Also, uh, the California teacher who uh slamming the US military will this guy will this guy pay the price uh for what he's done what state's he in California then no your guess is that he will not be disciplined from his job or lose his job mm, uh, no. even after all of the outrage here and all of the publicity he'll get I mean, a it's, letter it's one of the top stories on the blaze right now mm-hmm. you think he'll he'll he won't be disciplined in in any way at all he'll get a letter in his file yeah It'll be interesting to see. We're going to keep track of this story uh, through the course of the week and see what happens there. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Very, very political uh, Grammy Awards presentation last night. Here's what Jay Z had to say because, I mean, I always get my political points of view sure. from Jay Z, and if not Jay Z, certainly Beyonce. Right? I can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. I think most Americans feel That's that way. That's a fair statement. Yeah. So here you go, Pat. Pat. Uh huh. Right now. You and I, we're having a private conversation. So this is our chance to, you know, talk the way we talk. That's right. Because <laughs> uh, we're white. <laughs> Super bugs. <laughs> Man is that pathetic. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, at Pat Unleashed, 
Hashtag uh, tell Pat from Timothy. It says, my wireless network sucks enough. Dear God, please don't let the government take it over. <laughs> from Coast 719, why does Nancy Pelosi always slur her words? Huh. That's a question that a lot of people are asking right now. Are her dentures not sticking or is she just drunk? Mm. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's something wrong with Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. We've said that for years now. Um, but did she really, I didn't notice many slurs when she was saying that immigration policy is about making America white again. But plan listen. is a campaign mm-hmm. to make America white, white again. White again. It's a plan that says mm-hmm. over 50% of the current legal immigration will be cut back. Right. That many people will be sent out of the country. Uh-huh. If you read through it, you're thinking... Yeah, she did slur. Do they not understand that immigration has been the constant reinvigoration of America? Okay. And then you might remember this from a few months ago when she said... Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. (laughs) If you are endangering people, uh, then you don't have a constitutional right to do that. The old dangerous wolf in yeah. a crowded theater uh, scream. And those would be a couple of her most coherent moments, unfortunately. She's had some really bad ones. Really bad ones. And, you know, I keep going back to what the pharmacist for con- for the congressman, mm-hmm. uh, who often delivers drugs to Congress, because that's just a service he's provided for, what, 30 years, I think they said. And he said, it's interesting that some of the drugs he dispenses to these con- people in, in Congress are to combat Alzheimer's disease. Now, I think it's almost incumbent on him to tell us who in Congress is suffering from the onset of Alzheimer's. Don't we have a right to know that as American people? <laughs> now, I'm not saying, I don't know that it's Nancy Pelosi, but... There's something going on with Nancy Pelosi. I don't know what it is. Was Harry Reid all there? I don't know. None of them sound like it. So uh, I really do think that as an American people, we have a right to know if uh, some of our representatives aren't exactly all there. You know, bless their hearts. I don't want anybody to have that disease. It's, it's one of the most frightening diseases. That and cancer are the two scariest things in the world to me. But if somebody has it, they've got an obligation to get out of Congress. They don't, they don't, you, you can't have people with Alzheimer's governing our nation. And I think the founding fathers would have agreed with that. <laughs> Am I going too far out on a limb there? Well, you didn't say it with a Canadian accent, so it came from a place of hate. (laughs) Uh, Also, at Pat Unleashed, Mercenary Grip says it's infuriating that people like that scumbag professor are allowed to teach our children. Not only does he disparage our military, but he should be fired just for the profanity he uses in front of children. Yes! Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's not even college. It was in a uh, high school setting. So... Again, we're going to keep our eye on that guy and see if anything happens uh, from him. Because you know, if that was a conservative saying conservative things in that way, he'd already be gone. There'd be no question. He would have already been fired. And this from Right Wing Ninja One. The whole Me Too movement 
should make it easier to convince my young boys to remain abstinent until marriage. <laughs> and maybe even after marriage, for that matter. Frankly, because uh, as I said from the very beginning of this movement, there's going to be some dolphins caught up in the tuna net. And I think it's happening now. It's only now that uh, that some of these guys are starting to fight back and say, no, I, uh-uh, I didn't do that. Uh, James Franco is one. Scott Bayo is another. Scott Bayo accused by uh, Nicole Edgert of molesting her when she was 13, 14, 15, 16 in those uh, particular years. So we'll see what comes of that. 888 Also, it's Super Bowl week, and uh, there's a little controversy involving Tom Brady with a radio station in Boston. Uh, he comes on, I think, weekly on WEEI, and he talks to their morning show. Well, last week, one of the hosts, Alex Reamer, when discussing a segment of a new uh, Tom Brady-focused docu-series called Tom versus Time, which I've never heard of. Is that just something that airs only in Boston? I don't know. Must be. I'm anyway, he said on one of those episodes, he called Tom Brady's five-year-old daughter an annoying little piss ant. <laughs> Man, uh, not a good way to uh, win a friend. From the, you know, the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Uh, and you probably want to be able to talk to him from time to time. He called in and he's, he does a segment with these guys <clears throat> on, on the same station. And he said, you know, I've tried to come on this show for many years and have showed you, showed you guys a lot of respect. I've always tried to come on and do a good job for you guys. So it's very disappointing when you hear that. That my daughter or any child, they certainly don't deserve that. I'll obviously evaluate whether I want to come on this show ever again. So I really don't have much to say this morning. Maybe I'll speak with you guys some other time. And he hung up. <laughs> nice. Bye-bye. Adds a, a nice little uh, side note to Super Bowl week this week. Who do you want to win uh, the Super Bowl this weekend? You have any any preference at all since the Braves aren't in it, or not the, Bra the, uh, yeah, the Braves. Falcons aren't in it? Yeah, the Braves have won as many Super Bowls <laughs> as the Falcons. Uh, they are tied. Yeah, they? yeah, big zero. Packers aren't in it. Uh, the Texans uh, aren't in it. I'm wearing Eagle Green, Philadelphia Eagle Green today. Oh, so you want Philly? Yeah, I, I just think Stu would be too obnoxious to even deal with. Oh, uh, really? So you're so it's like mm -hmm. counterproductive for him to be, be yeah. a fan there? Yeah, yeah, I, he doesn't deserve it. He, he well, I never said he deserved it. Yeah. He, he, just, he's so obnoxious that he goes to all the S Super Bowls uh, and he rubs it in our faces because we never get to go. Hmm. And yet he does it every single year. And so to put on top of that, okay. if the Eagles were to actually win yeah. and he's there, no. There, there'd just be no living with him at that point. So you think maybe I should root for the Patriots now? I think so. Why? I'm going to. I mean, it's just a, an, an against thing. Because uh, yes. I'm going to need some evidence as to why I should give my All support right, well, to the Patriots. Okay, because Kyle Van Oy, uh played for the BYU Cougars, and he's on the Patriots. Rex Burkhead played for the Huskers. He's on the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. There you go. There's two two great reasons in one. <laughs> so, And by the way, don't forget, Friday, second hour mm -hmm. of this radio broadcast, Moron Trivia returns. 
It's a very special episode of Moron Trivia. Back by popular demand, um, uh, we're going to do it. And hopefully, we have the technological ability. Yeah, we're going to give it. it a shot, right? I'm going to root for the Eagles, which yep. means that they will lose because every team that I've rooted for oh, yeah, that, in the playoffs that makes sense. has lost. So, All right. <laughs> Meantime, we will uh, see you tomorrow back here bright and early on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.